Welcome to Study Abroad Stories, a podcast by the Queen's College Study Abroad Office. In this podcast, you'll hear study abroad tips and advice, as well as stories of adventure, friendship, and personal growth. Tune in to hear interviews with previous study abroad students, study abroad directors, and more. Ready to step out of your comfort zones and into the beautiful unknown? Make the world your classroom. So today I have the honor of interviewing Holly from Mary Immaculate College in Ireland. Holly, could you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us where you're from and where you studied abroad when you were a student. Yeah, I'm Holly Cameron, the Director of International Engagement at Mary Immaculate College, which is in Limerick in Ireland. And I'm from Limerick myself. I went to college at Mary Immaculate College too. I did my undergraduate and postgraduate there. And I suppose why I, what I did in college was um, I studied media and communication studies and philosophy. Um, it was a dual major. And because I was studying those subjects, I had a choice of particular countries I could go to. And one of them was Italy. And that was always one of my dream places I always wanted to go. So that's where I decided to study abroad in Florence in Italy. And um, the, I suppose the desire to go there came from ever since I was young that I always had this romantic idea about Italy, about the food, um, the art, the music, the culture, the language, everything. I was so interested in history of art as well. So that was why Florence was my first choice. That's so amazing. And what was your most memorable experience when you studied abroad in Florence? Well, I had a lot of different experiences there that still stand out and I still talk about all the time. My friends are sick of me talking about when I lived in Italy, but <laughs> um, one of the most memorable experiences was when I was an extra in the movie Hannibal. Um, that was good fun and I got to meet Anthony Hopkins as well. Um, but I had lots of different, you know, lovely visits to places like Pompeii and Venice and Rome and traveled all around Italy while I was there so it was really unforgettable. So how do you felt that you grew from your time abroad? Well I suppose that having to learn the language and budgeting as well living away from home I had lived away from home before that but I suppose going for a full year and being so far away from home as well um, and having the different language um, yeah I, I suppose those are the main ways I learned a lot about myself too. Uh, I grew a lot in confidence, I would say. And I learned that I was capable of a lot more than I even thought I was capable of before I went over. So it definitely changed me as a person. I'm really interested in, in knowing how studying abroad impacted your career choice and mm. how it helped you on job in job interviews. Yeah, it had a huge impact on my career choice. I definitely would not be doing the job I'm doing now if I hadn't studied abroad myself. I absolutely loved the experience so much. And when I came back, I remember I couldn't stop talking about it to everybody. Um, I finished my last year in college when I came back and I had other jobs and I eventually applied to work back in the college. And after some time, I remember um, proposing that we needed an international office that would do, do a lot more in terms of expanding partnerships and things like that. So um, that was kind of my dream for a long time. And then we, we got a new president at Change of Management and they liked that idea. So we did start an international office. That was in 2013. 
and so I've been doing that for the last seven years and absolutely love it and I get to travel to other countries and visit partner universities and prospective partner universities and work on new partnerships and new programs and it's such a lovely job but what I really love about it is being able to create those opportunities for students who were in situations like I was in when I was in college and have all of these exciting um, choices to put before them and say you can go here you can go there and be able to talk to them about the places that I visited as well and tell them what the college campuses are like and all of that kind of stuff so I absolutely think you know if you want to make a difference in other people's lives and to me that was the biggest difference in my college life that made so much of an impact on my life and my career so I love being able to create that opportunity for other students and then I suppose in terms of um, interviews even before I started this job, I'd say every single interview ever, always the interviewer would ask me about having studied abroad or having, they'd see on, on my CV that I had lived abroad. And I think myself now too, when I'm interviewing people, if I see that on a CV, it really impresses me that it's somebody who's willing to take on new challenges and be open-minded and uh, meet new people and learn something new and learn new things about themselves because I think that's what's involved in it and normally when you ask a person about the experience they're so enthusiastic about it and that's mm -hmm. the same in every interview that I've had I think the fact that it was such a positive experience that I then become really enthusiastic and positive in talking about it and I think to an interviewer they're able to warm to you much more quickly when they see the smile on your face and how happy you are when you're talking about something so challenging that they're, they're really always very impressed with it, I think. Okay, so I'd like to talk about Mary Immaculate College now. So why should students study at Mary Immaculate College? What's unique to this university that students won't be able to experience elsewhere? Okay, I think there are a lot of different things that make it unique. But firstly, what I normally say to people is the location, because uh, it's easy to explain all the things that make that unique. Um, we're on the west coast of Ireland in Limerick, which is the third largest city in Ireland. And it's still really small by international standards. There are about 100,000 people in the city and it's easy to get to it's you know it's i say two movies and a sleep away from new york really because it's about a six and a half hour flight over and we have shannon international airport just 20 minutes away from the college so we're able to pick students up when they arrive and take them to their accommodation and make sure they get settled in and everything like that so really the location and the friendliness of the people, I think, make it a real soft landing for students coming over because it is a different culture and it's not the USA, but there are a lot of similarities between the USA and Irish culture and it's the same language. So you don't have that language problem I was talking about earlier. And also Irish people love people from the US. So it's very easy to settle in here. And then that makes it a good jumping off point to go and visit other places in Europe. And the fact, we, again, that we have the airport so nearby, they can go and, and travel around. And some students come over and travel to different cities every weekend. But I always try to remind them there are so many lovely things to see just on our doorstep here as well. So they have a lot of choices. So that's the location part of it. I'd say then um, being a medieval city itself in Limerick and the fact it was founded by the Vikings and it has such a rich history it's some place that students love to come and visit anyway and it's small and easy to get around to there are about um I think 
20,000 students, something like that, in the city between the three higher education institutions that are here. So half the population of the city is under the age of 30. And it's got a really nice vibe and there's a lot of live music and cultural events to go to. So students really settle in pretty quickly when they come here. And then another way they settle in quickly is because the college's culture itself um, is so friendly and welcoming. Mary Macklin College is a small college campus and that's actually a lovely thing about it because it's so easy to get to know people. But I think something that international students always say when they come over is that they found it was very easy to talk to everybody and to make friends. And we do a really good orientation with students when they come over so that they settle in really quickly and they make a lot of friends in the first week or two. We do things like um, take them to... Uh, Killaloo on a boat trip or take them to the cliffs of Moher which is they're both within an hour of the college and go to Bonratty Castle we have two castles in the city and we have a cathedral that's still in use since 1168 that's my favorite building so there's a lot to see around the around the college and around the city. So what majors or fields of study are best suited for Mary Immaculate College? Well, we get students from all different majors coming to study with us so they can come and take um, English language and literature, French studies, German studies, geography, history. Um, we have media and communication studies, mathematics, music, philosophy, psychology, theology, theatre studies. And then um, those would all be within our liberal arts faculty. And then we also have an education faculty. And that's kind of what we're best known for within Ireland. We educate about 40% of the elementary teachers in the country. So education is our biggest major. What are classes like? Is there class participation? I know that's kind of a weird question, but in other countries like France, class participation isn't as big as in um, <laughs> in the United States and possibly in Ireland we'll see um what kind of assignments are there things like that yeah it's a bit different to the U.S. and students comment on that when they come over the faculty at Mary Macri College absolutely love when students come from the U.S. because they're always trying to encourage students to participate more and the Irish students are very shy to participate so when we have students from the U.S. they don't have those inhibitions at all they're very eager to take part and to put up their hand and to ask questions and the lecturers absolutely love that so they're always very welcome in class um, the class sizes are pretty small. It depends on the subject area that the student is choosing because some subjects are really popular and if that's the case, say if it was media or English, they would have three bigger lectures during the week and then smaller tutorials as well. So they'd be scheduled separately. And in the tutorials, there wouldn't be more than about 10 people in a tutorial. They're usually really small. And then they have more of a discussion about the topic. But in the big lectures as well, discussion is really encouraged and well, especially just answering questions and things like that that the lecturer poses but sometimes the Irish students are so quiet that it's really hard to get that to happen so that's why they break them into the smaller tutorial groups as well um, in terms of assignments they have it's a bit different too to the US um, I think there are a lot more continuous assessments in the US and our students comment on that when they go over uh, they're not used to that what they have here is more likely an assignment kind of halfway through the semester in each topic and they might sometimes have to do a presentation in class and then at the end of the semester they'll have exams and I think the US students are not so used to the exam part of it so sometimes they feel that they're under more pressure but then the Irish students feel they're under more pressure when they have to be continuously assessed so it's just kind of what you're used to I think it's something a bit new. 
what kind of housing is available for students? Um, we have housing that's owned by the college that's right next to the campus. We have a house called O'Dwyer House, which is just for international students, and our office yeah. manages that. So that's just eight bedrooms, and it's been recently renovated, and it's lovely. So we have our international students stay there if they get that first. And we also have, city, uh, there are a few different ones, but City Campus is, um, it's not owned by the college, it's owned by a separate company. And we work with them then in our office and get them to hold accommodation for us. So we always arrange it for students before they come over, that they have all their accommodation sorted out. And it's all within walking distance of the college. The cost is about 2,300 euro for a semester. And then they'll normally pay a 300 euro damage deposit and they get that back at the end if nothing's broken. You mentioned that housing isn't as expensive. So on the topic of money and budgeting, how much would students need to budget each month in Limerick? I suppose if they're doing shopping for the week, they might spend about 50 euro on their accommodation, sorry, on their their food. Um, The meals in the college are subsidized as well. So we'll say... um, They'd have their breakfast for a few euro. Lunch would be five or six euro, and that's like a dinner. Um, and then in the evening they could they'd eat for under ten euro. So, if they do their own shop, that's eating out. But if they were to go and do their own shopping and cook their own food, and all the accommodation is self catering, so, and uh, they would definitely save a lot of more money if they did it that way. Um, so I'd say between fifty and hundred euro would definitely do them very well for in terms of food. Um, they don't have to buy a lot of books. We have a lot of the books in the library and a lot of handouts as well. So it, I think it's a bit different to the US in that way because I know when our students go over, they have to buy a lot of books. Um, I would say other costs, um, they need to get an immigration card when they come over. And that's important because you can stay for 90 days and you don't need that card. But if you want to go traveling and come in and out of Ireland, and a lot of students do, then you need to pay the 300 euro and you just get this card from the local Garda station or police station. And we organize an appointment for all the students when they come over and we bring them down and show them where to go and go in with them and bring a box of chocolates for the local Garda so everything is done really quickly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's the biggest expense, I suppose, at 300 euro. And then they'll have to get travel insurance as well coming over. Students who travel around Ireland as well, they, if you have a student card, it's really, really inexpensive. Um, to go to Dublin, it's about 10 euro on a bus and it's, um, it's 25 euro return or round trip. Yeah. Speaking of student cards, in Europe, there are a lot more student discounts that just don't exist in the United States. Could you talk about student discounts and what those would count towards? Yeah, loads of things. Um, you can have a student discount in clothes shops. You know, if you're buying jeans or most places, if you ask in the shop, do you have a student discount? They will. Yeah, nearly everywhere. Um, yeah. Travel, obviously, there's a lot. Um, you don't really need to get a bus pass. You don't really need any public transport in Limerick because you can walk everywhere. Everything's within close walking distance. It takes 15 minutes to walk from the campus into the city centre. So, um but if you did want to go around the city or if you want to go further outside, um, you could get a bus pass and there's a student rate for that. Yeah, that's something that Americans get shocked about when they go to Europe. <laughs> Vice versa, when Europeans come here, they say, what, you don't have any student discounts for anything? What kind of clubs are there? 
um, like student associations and what's student life like? Yeah, we have a really active, it's called MISU, so it's the Mary I uh, Students Union, MISU. And if anyone wants to look it up, it's just misu.ie and they're always organising events. Uh, they really organise students' complete social life. They do all of the clubs and societies. They also represent students on all the college boards and if a student has any query and they want to remain anonymous, they go to the MISU and they'll put forward the query on their behalf. Um, They have sports clubs, all different kinds of things. If students come over and they want to learn some Irish sports, the Gaelic games are really popular here. So things like hurling and Gaelic football and camogie, they're sports that we, we do a little kind of a training session with the international students when they come over and if they want to join the teams, they can. But we have all soccer and basketball and rugby and things like that as well. And then the other societies, we've all different kinds of societies for whatever people's interests are. We have a dramatic arts society, Midas, and they uh, put on a musical every year. So I'd say if you're interested in that kind of thing, maybe to come in the spring, because that's when the musical happens. And we've had international students directing the musical and acting in it and, you know, just being involved behind the scenes as well. It's great fun. It's completely voluntary. Um, we do have a BA in drama and theatre studies, but um, you don't have to be taking that course. You can be studying anything and take part in the Dramatic Arts Society. We have a live music society, just won an award there today. And we have um, things like a radio station, a radio society, which again is voluntary and students don't have to be studying media and communication studies to take to become involved in that but they can be studying anything at all and have their own radio program, get together with a few friends and put on a show. We two students from the US had a really funny show there this past year. Um, yeah, so really there, there's a Cake and Marshmallow Society, Harry Potter Society, all different kinds of things, LGBTQ as well. So yeah, all kinds of um, different clubs and societies for everybody. Are there any excursions or events for exchange students yeah we organize a lot in orientation when they come over first we do a separate orientation for the international students when they arrive and we bring them around the city and get them used to Limerick and take them to some of the lovely historical places I mentioned earlier and the castle and the cathedral we take them to the cliffs of Moher and we usually then as well bring them to Killaloo, which is on a lake about half an hour from the city. And that's more relaxing. And then they get to just be on the boat and chat. And it's really nice. They get to go to visit another really old church out there where they can climb to the top and ring the bells and see all the, the scenery all around. It's really nice. I'm amazed they're still allowing people to go up their bush. While they do, I'm delighted because it's so lovely to get to do it. And do you have any tips for must-see spots or must-do things in Limerick or Ireland in general? Okay, um, must-do things in Limerick. Yeah, the few, the places I mentioned earlier and maybe the kayaking in the river. Um, but then outside of the city centre itself where we have the medieval quarter I was talking about, we also have lovely places within just 20 minutes or half an hour drive. So that place, Killaloo, I mentioned with the lakes, but also there's a lovely, um, a really lovely old town called Adair where they have patched cottages. It's really pretty as well. And also, I suppose within within an hour, you have the cliffs, you have Bunratty Castle and Folk Park. Um, we have the Burren, which is 
an ancient stone limestone landscape that looks like something from another planet. <laughs> so it's, we always bring students to see that too because it's very near the cliffs. And then all along the west coast, it's known as the Wild Atlantic Way. So beautiful, beautiful scenery. It is the most gorgeous part of Ireland. I know I'm a bit biased, but it's definitely so, so worthwhile to stay along this side. But definitely we do recommend to go to the east side and visit Dublin, of course, as well, mm. the capital city. Um, it's, it's a beautiful city as well. Mm. And do you have any European travel trips for students who want to visit other countries in Europe as well? I would say maybe as well not to try to cram too many things into one short semester and trying to, you know, take off 25 countries in 10 weeks and yeah. because you don't really see them or live the experience. You know, it's like going and about having your phone out the whole time and just taking pictures without actually talking to anybody. It's kind of similar to that. Just go and take it easy and go and have an ice cream in a piazza somewhere and chat to somebody, you know, and... Yeah, when I studied abroad in France, I was able to visit a lot of different countries, which I was really grateful for, and it was a lot of fun. But at the end of my semester abroad, I thought, wow, I didn't really go to that many places within France. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely wished that I would have taken more advantage of that. So students yeah. should definitely visit all of Ireland or all of the country that they're studying in, because you don't yeah. just have to visit other countries. There's so much variety within one country. Exactly. There's so much to see there, so many different cities in Ireland and so much history and folklore and stories and even within Limerick we have this lovely place that's only open on a Saturday called the Milk Market mm. and we always bring students there their first weekend too and it's just such a great place to go people watching and have a coffee and I always say to the students just start talking to someone or if someone starts talking to you don't be afraid that's just the way they are just start chatting back to them you know and then they come back and they say they did they all started talking to me and they think it's so funny but um we just will start a conversation with someone and then they'll tell you someplace else to go and see and I think they're the lovely things about traveling when you have memories of the people you met for sure for sure and to wrap things up what advice would you give students who are on the fence about studying abroad who are interested in it but they're hesitant for some reason I would say there's no reason good enough not to go but you should definitely go definitely take the advantage of getting to do this once in a lifetime opportunity because if you try to do this when you're older when you're working when you maybe have a family it's so much harder and if you can do it when you're studying, then it's like this scaffolded, structured experience where there's people to look after you and help you and arrange everything for you and people back home to look out for you and make a phone call if something's not working out for you. So you'll never have all of those supports in place again if you want to live in another country later in life. And you might think of reasons not to go like, I don't know, you're playing with a sports team or you might lose your part-time job in a local store or something like that. But those things will be there for you when you come back and mm -hmm. you can do them for the rest of your life if you want to. But this is something that will change your life and you'll never, ever forget it. And it's so worth doing. You said it perfectly. <laughs> if you're interested in finding out more about studying abroad at Mary Immaculate College, go to qc.cuny.edu slash study abroad. Thanks so much, Holly. Great talking to you. To see our students' beautiful travel pictures, follow us on Instagram.
at QC Travels. Like our podcast? Consider leaving us a rating. Visit our website, qc.cuny.edu slash study abroad to find out more about our programs.